Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free... 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh yes, these are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. Welcome to episode 313 on the Get Married Podcast. And we are so excited to be here. Oh, yeah, we always are. 313. Wow. 313. Ooh, that's a magical number. But not as magical as 333. Which will be shortly in 20 <laughs> episodes. Um, that's going to be a great episode. I can already see it. So what are we talking about this week? We are talk- We're going into a bit of yoga land. Yes. I would say. Uh, well, we published a new little book on. Yeah, we made a little. Book. We made a little book, <laughs> uh, and it's available now. And you can sign up. We'll talk about that later. It's free. Yes, it is free. But it is all about, I guess, yoga and the chakras. And I want to say, like, we are not experts in this area at all. So this is coming from you know our learnings and our perspectives and experience. Uh, yes. There are are a lot more people with more expertise in this area. But, you know, it's fun to be a beginner too and Mm. we love to share our knowledge and our experience with all of you. Yeah, and I think, you know, these, I guess, tools and I I guess parts of yoga, like it's not even yoga, I guess parts of philosophy, like different things that you find and that you learn, it's just like another way of connecting to yourself. Mm. And this is what I this is what I think the chakra system ch- chakra chakra system uh, does. Like it allows you to connect to yourself, how you're feeling, how your body might be feeling, how you might be feeling emotionally, uh, and then allow you to kind of work through it or mm. with it. Well, it's philosophy, and it's also what do you call it? It's physical too, right? Science, Meta- metaphysical. Is that metaphysical? Is that I'm not really sure what that means. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Google that. Uh, yeah, like I mean, studies have been done. I guess there's that book, Wheel Wheels of Life. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know about the studies at all. Has she she's done philosophical yeah. philosophical research. Wow, we're going so well. But today. I don't. Yeah, I know. Go us. I don't know if has she done like actual physical like scientific study on the human bodies. Like I don't understand. Yeah, that's true. But I guess it is, and that's a great book if you want to do yes. want to learn more more than our beginner's guide to the chakra system. That's a really great book. It's a thick yes. book. It's, it's big book. You loved that book, didn't you? I well, I was reading it. I think after a breakup, and it's always good after a breakup or any kind of hardship to kind of dive into a, a topic. I think to like follow something that sparks your interest that is not. Like, you know, stuff that numbs you, like food or alcohol or drugs or uh, exercise. exercise. Yeah, I used exercise as well. Um, I think, you know, when you're going through hardship, it's a good time to learn because when we learn new things, this opens our perspectives and our eyes and our hearts and our souls. It opens our minds and, and it fills it up with newness and new ideas are everything and follow the curiosity. This is the perfect topic right now for our theme inside Marybody. Curiosity, be curious, something we forget to do, something we forget to to kind of be every day. We have this opportunity every day to learn something new. Mm. So maybe today for you it might be chakras. Yeah. And I guess like we should start with like what are they? And I think, you know, what are the ones that we're talking about? Because we're talking about the, I guess you would call it the main chakra system because other people would 
would also talk about other chakra systems, which uh, they do exist. Like it's not just a seven that exist. But we're talking about – Or none might exist too, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> True. Like, <laughs> ah! is, is, it, is it certain? We don't know. We do not know. Well, the thing is, so basically the chakras and where they're placed on the body, the reason why they're placed on the body is because the yogis – developed the nadi lines like developed the like looked at the body and they had like they've they they mapped out Mm. these energy lines within the body and uh the ancient chinese Mm -hmm. would have called these the chi like the water lines the water lines the meridian lines yes but when you look at them side by side Mm -hmm. they're quite similar and when you look at the nervous system of the body yes. and the the messages from the brain that are then being sent elect, like electronically, like it's electric mm. vibes, to the body telling the body what, what the organs should be doing, what the, uh, the blood system should be doing, all this kind of stuff. Mm. They also, when you put that next to it, there's also correlation. Mm. I mean that. You know, I've delved into Eastern medicine, like one-tenth of a millimetre, wait, one-hundredth of a millimetre, but I've experienced the benefits from it, right? Like I've tried acupuncture, I've done yin yoga, uh, I've even, you know, learned about chakras and then like focused on that chakra and I've experienced benefits in these areas and that's why you know like I say that or is it not true and that's just being devil's advocate because I know there's someone listening to this being like this is a load of crock but (laughs) I've experienced these things working so then you can't for me to say that's not real, that's, exactly, that isn't. True. But that's my experience. Yeah. Whereas someone else, well, you know, might experience. might go in and try acupuncture and be like, "No, mm-hmm. I did nothing. Helped me," and uh, that's your truth. So we all experience things differently, and that might just be that we're more open to something, or maybe it's a bloody placebo effect too. It's like you know, I've gone into this yoga class and I'm going to work on my heart chakra, healing my heart. Like, I just decided I'm going to heal my heart. Maybe that's what healed my heart, not the bloody yoga. Who knows? Maybe the decision within <laughs> your mind to focus on that helped exactly. you. Which would be Joe Dispenza style. Yes. Of, like, being able to heal with the thought only. And also Louise Hay, right? Mm. Like, it's like changing your mindset around a certain aspect of your life and your body. But then it changes. I know. So it's like, who bloody cares if it's real <laughs> or not? It helps. <laughs> Oh my. And that's the thing. I think whatever resonates with you, uh, like that's a great thing. So whether it is like doing the more science route or whether it's being more spiritual, mm. like follow that because you can find the information out there. I mean, like Joe Dispenza, it's very medical research, right? Like he's a doctor, I think, or is he a chiropractor? I can't I'm not remember. sure what kind of doctor he is, but check that guy. He, uh, they have spent a lot of money on research. on research and like working with like the heart, like research heart for maths. heart, yeah, heart foundation. Math or something. Well, I don't know. You read his case studies, and it's out of this world about how powerful our minds are in relation to direct impact to our actual body, um, like miraculous things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like. Maybe we can believe this stuff is true. Maybe we can have hope and maybe we we can acknowledge that, like, you know, I'm not saying you can be super positive and stuff is magically better. No, but I do think the way we see things and perceive things and, you know, our general opinion of stuff in life has a direct impact on it. Well, it has to, like, because it's like the way we're choosing to see things. You could easily see a situation as something terrible or a situation as an opportunity and it's the same situation but you've just decided. And then that will affect my next step yeah. and that's where everything changes. So <gasps> if I'm positive about this situation, I'll take a different step to the negative version. Mm. Like if it's, you know, a sliding door moment, I, who knows what will be the better one in the end? I don't know. We will never know. <laughs> that's the thing. I just had the weirdest memory of like I started reading Becoming Supernatural and there's a bit in his book, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he talks about when he had this vision of him, like of 
him in his kitchen and he saw something outside yeah, in I his garden, that. which then he had that other experience of being in the garden and seeing something inside and he realized he was seeing himself in the future and then seeing himself in the past. I'm so confused right now. How? You should read that again. I know, because I, like, I almost like got like so many shivers in that book where I was like, are you serious? <laughs> But it's also like, is that true or is that like, you know, just storytelling to get your mind thinking differently? I have no idea. That's insane when you think about it. Uh, I mean, weird stuff happens. I swear, like, Joel had a dream, right, that came true about, like, it was about money, really, wasn't it? He dreamt about something and that came true. (laughs) And I know, and Damiano has had multiple dreams that have come true because he'll tell me about the dream. Like, I remember one time he had a dream and it was, like, about seeing comets in the sky, like, big comets. And then I'm pretty sure it was either that night or the night after that then we saw, like, these three big shooting stars that were not stars I literally thought that the world was ending he knew what it was it was like I don't know junks like space junk or something I've never seen three bits of like flying chunks in the sky bright lights and I was like waiting for more to come and like the world was ending I was like screaming at the sky it's like quite embarrassing I was like what is that (laughs) and I was like shit you dreamt about this and then he had it he's done it twice i know like so make sure you ask dummy about his dreams because but i'm not saying it's him i'm saying it's all of us but then i've i've had a dream that like a shark attack happened so that's an awful dream and it's always like i think i dreamt did i dream about you having a shark attack once or something in the water and then i dreamt about irene getting attacked by a shark too oh my what does that mean? That's just an irrational fear of yours. I think so. And she she was like, are you worried about me? And I was like, oh, like probably. Maybe. Like that could yeah, be true. it. So let's go back to the chakras because <laughs> that was a Dying. great tangent. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, and, you know, what are they and where are they within the body? And as we were saying, it's the, uh, it's the Nadi line. So there's all of these – Nadi lines where the prana, which is the, I guess, the life force of the body, this is what the ancient yogis would uh, call it, pranic energy. Um, Like for a moment, you can actually feel this energy. If you close your eyes and you just focus on your palms and you feel like a warming tingling, Mm -hmm. you can feel that. Yeah. That is your prana. Uh, So we've got these 90 lines in the body. I think there's about 72,000. And where they cross intersect the most is where the chakras lie. And what a chakra is, is a wheel of spinning energy. Mm. So basically the energy lines intersect and they begin to swirl, twirl, whirl in that one area. It's like they kind of get stuck there, but they're not stuck. They're twirling and they're whirling. Unless they do get stuck. Unless they do. And that is where you can begin to connect and to your chakras and Mm. reawaken it kind of thing. Yeah, I remember once, I think it was after my first breakup. It's funny, all the stories about the chakras were about the breakups. I remember I had like a weird sore throat. Remember this? Uh Uh, Or maybe it was just before the breakup. I might have still been with my first boyfriend. And uh, I went and saw a naturopath. And she worked at the Hierophant in Canberra. So that's kind of like a real, like, spiritual yogi. Like, there's a bazillion crystals there. You know what it's it like. It was really like the first place I've ever seen yeah. where there's herbs, like, yeah. bottles of stuff. You know, now that's – re- and that's really common now because it became, you know, in vogue. But this was before when it, when it wasn't cool to be into this stuff. Yeah, kind of like sneak into yeah, it. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I'm going upstairs <laughs> into this weird room. It smells like incense. Like, oh, my. But she – I can't remember her name at all, but she straight away was like, it's your throat. Like, you have throat chakra stuff. And, you know, you're not speaking your truth. And I really resonated with that straight away because I was in this relationship. I was definitely with him still and I had this sore throat, really sore she throat. She thought it was maybe a thyroid she, Yeah, and so then I went on to check all this stuff and I did find out also that I had an iodine uh, deficiency. deficiency which had made my mess with my thyroid and made a swollen whatever, I don't know. Uh, but the thing is what she said, you know, the spiritual side to it, the energetic side to it, that it's your throat chakra, you're not speaking your truth. 
that like clicked for me because I was like, yeah, I'm in a relationship where I feel like I'm not speaking my truth because I don't want to be with him anymore. And like, I'm not speaking up, like I'm keeping my inner truth down. And you know, that feeling where you are crying or you're trying to speak and you're stopping yourself and your throat gets so sore. You're literally trying to stop the noise coming out of your mouth and your throat begins to ache and burn and get swollen and you're like oh my god like that pain so it kind of like all makes sense was right it always that was it like that intense always no no like- no but I'm saying think about yeah. it it wasn't like that it was just like you know when I was swallowing it felt very swollen and you know maybe it was just the physical thing maybe it was just that I had an iodine mm-hmm. deficiency but also coincidentally which is probably feel really common in a first relationship that's not the right one you don't speak your truth. Yeah, that's actually very common. I think we can all probably relate to that too. Yeah, definitely. So maybe <clears throat> coincidence or maybe something. Yeah, maybe your chakra, your throat chakra. So I think that's interesting in that it probably potentially allowed you to kind of look a little bit deeper into that. And like this is what I mean by using these tools like to help you become more self-aware. So yes. someone just said to you, oh, like – did you know that the throat is linked to X, Y, Z, speaking your truth, being honest, uh, mm-hmm. speaking up when you want to, not speaking when you when yeah. you want to. And uh, then also like maybe speaking too much, like yes. you're, you're over- overactive. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it, that's such a good way of you just putting it. It's a tool. It's like a historical, philosophical ancient practice and ancient wisdom to help you be more self-aware, to help you dive deeper into the places you need to. I think, um, you know, this is the fun, one of the funnest parts of life. And I know not everyone is like this. Like I know lots of people don't want to dive into the stuff of life and to, to think about life. I mean, one of my favorite things is to sit and contemplate and wonder why is it that? Why is it so? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why we love this podcast. I mean, we just sit and chat about the whys yeah. of life. Yeah. So I think let's go through the chakras one by one in order from the base to the crown and just like talk about them a little bit uh, and potentially, you know, what each can bring to your life when you bring a focus to that. Because I think like when you start to understand them, it really all makes so much sense when you're like, well, yeah, if you did focus a little bit on each of those elements within your life, life would probably get better. Like life would probably be really good. Uh, so let's start with the, the, the base, with the beginning uh, and where it lies. It's at the base of the spine, uh, like the tailbone, and it actually roots down into the earth as well. So let's remember that. It's our connection to the earth. Uh, a base is muladhara in Sanskrit. We see the color red. Uh, it is grounding it is building strong foundations. It's stability. Mm-hmm. It is like financial stability. Mm-hmm. It is job stability. How stable do we feel? How safe do we feel? Mm. And These like, are the questions. and you know, you think about this in other philosophical things, and you know, a lot of people say, "Okay, finance, a roof over your head, uh, safe in the relationship you're in." These stuff. This stuff is like necessary for health, well-being, uh, general safety, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is where we, we must begin. It's like we can't get to those grand ideas and that enlightened, uh, you know, or the, the grand business idea or, you know, following your bliss. We can't get there without this groundedness, this foundation setting. You know, you can have an amazing idea and an amazing business and it can flourish but if you don't have strong foundations in your finances, it can come crumbling down any minute. Or strong foundations in your processes. Yes. Like this is like the skeleton, right? This yeah. Is the, the, of, of everything. And it's the, it's the concrete foundations of your house or like whatever yeah. foundations. It's the steel going into the earth like yeah. when you're building a high rise. It's this kind of stuff. Without that. Everything crashes yeah, down. Yeah, it's like the backbone. It's yes. the it's the stability. It's the strength. It's it's necessary mm-hmm. for growth. Exactly, and that like this is why you begin here at the base. And yeah. when you when we talk about it like that, it makes so much mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Like without mm-hmm. our foundations, we cannot build anything mm-hmm. strong, 
and anything that will last. And, like, don't stress if you have all the other things and you are lacking the foundations because you can always go back. Exactly. Yeah, there's no right or wrong order. Like, if mm. you like if someone goes – if you go and get, like, a chakra reading and they go, wow, your third eye is really open but your base is just so stuck. Like, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, you don't have to believe any of that. I just think it's like this – uh, this way of looking at our lives and being like, oh, yeah, I probably am not focusing on my foundations and now I can see how that mm-hmm. didn't work exactly right. And mm-hmm. w- like an example of us, like we had no processes within our business and we just felt like, you know, we're ducks under like in our, under the water. It was like <gasps> like that. Yeah. And like we're just cruising on top, but really underneath it was stressful. And like it, we were so focused on other areas and it was because this stuff felt hard and sometimes that's the things where we that's where we find it difficult and uncomfortable and confronting usually that's where we need to do a little bit of work and a little have a little bit more awareness mm-hmm. and concentration and focus on that area so as you listen to the next chakras like see you know what what you can reflect on and be like oh like that makes me feel uncomfortable hearing that that's probably where you need to put some of your attention yeah maybe maybe. i feel like whenever you have those moments of like oh like that and you kind of want to push them back down like no that's not true yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i feel like that's always like no that is true like yeah have a little more focus there so that's base uh i really like working with the base chakra i always find when i do a yoga flow that's very grounding and stable i feel just so strong well i mean the moves are so empowering i think when we do a yoga class based on base chakra I mean, a lot of... It's like lunges, it's warriors, yes. it's uh, your cat cow, it's your down dog, it's stuff that's close to the earth, so you're grounding down, yeah. but it's also stuff that is strong, like your warriors, and you're holding them for a long yeah. time, and you can really feel your feet on the ground, like yeah. that's a really important thing, like how your feet on the ground are. Yeah. Do you even realize how your feet are feeling on the ground, or yeah. are you just walking through life and not even noticing? And like literally, like stop. If you're walking right now, like take a moment and see how you're walking. Like, what are your feet doing? Are they rolling in? Are they rolling out? Are they going too far external? Like, this is important, even on a physical level. Our feet, our foundations, the bottom of our feet are important. And sometimes you might have aches and pains in your neck or your hips or your shoulders. And this is directly related to how your feet are. You want to know the funny thing is. When I first started yoga, I was way more interested in like the crown chakra and the third yeah, eye. Like, wow. Give me the esoterical I know, stuff. I like, know. give me that. And now, and like, whenever the uh, teacher would say, place your palms up for uplifting energy or place your palms down for grounding energy, yeah. it was always up. It was like, uplift me. Come on, give me I more. Know. But now I'm down. Yeah, I'm ground. Like, ground me. But I think that's, you know, a sign of our journey in that, you know, we have lived in a bubble. I think, like, through our journey, and maybe we needed it, you know, our business journey, we were always wanting to, you know, protect our energy and, like, be really positive and uplifted and kind of turn a blind eye, I think, to some things, including our own business. We literally turned a blind eye to our foundations. Too hard, heads in the sand. And then I think that also rippled out to our practices in yoga and everything. Like, we wanted that high, that, like, magic yoga feeling Mm. It's different to the grounded feeling. Gra- oh, I, I love grounded. I'm just grounded. I know. Over and that, but now, high any day. And that's how you know. That's the journey we've been on. Like because so we've gone through that, and you know, heart, throat, all of them. But like now, here we are, and I'm feeling like right now in my life, I feel extremely balanced, mm. and I haven't felt like that in a long time. I don't think maybe ever. Like when I think about it. Cool. <laughs> How exciting. Okay, let's move to the second one, which is Svadhisthana, which is your sacral chakra. So this lies just below the belly button and, like, above, like, the genital area. Uh, and remembering that these are usually lining up and down the spine, but remembering that a chakra, like, penetrates the front, penetrates the back and the sides. Mm. Like, it's everywhere. Uh, and, I mean – the placement of this chakra also gives you an idea of what it focuses on. Yeah. And so when we think Svadhisthana, it's directly linked to like sexual uh, sexual health, sexual pleasure, but also pleasure just in normal life, mm-hmm. like not just sex. I think sometimes when people 
think when we you hear the word pleasure, they think it's just that when it comes to sacral, but it's not. It's like, how much do you actually let yourself enjoy your life? Mm, how much joy do how you allow joy, in? Yeah. yeah, like how much joy are you having? It's also creativity. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, your ideas. It's how creative are you in everyday life? Like how uh, fluid and flexible are you? Mm. So it's a water, very water element. Yeah. I love – and I love yoga classes on this element. I love, love, love because there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of like rhythmic mo- motions like in a yoga flow. class. Uh, and I think you – and I mean like think about that. Okay, so if you've done yoga – even dancing, like dancing is this chakra, mm-hmm. right? Or not all dancing, probably like maybe not ballet, I don't know. Like interpretive dancing, let's think about that. Like you just are listening to music and you're moving your body to the beat, to the music. Like that's what I feel is this chakra. And, I mean, how fun is that? If you Like that's fun. Like if you're not a dancer, no one's watching you right now. Yeah. It's fun, right? You're just listening. You're there by yourself, moving, dancing. It's like oh. free. Yeah, and I think that's of course like directly related to sexual and uh, sexual liberation. Mm. Like not closing yourself off and not listening to society. Maybe like there's so much historic, uh, I guess, like taboo around this chakra and allowing yourself to feel pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it can be blocked. Yeah. And, of course, it can be probably over, what do you call it, over, Stimulated. overstimulated too. Overactive. Like, like, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I didn't mention that the colour is orange and I always like to work with the colours. I think, uh, like, you can use different, again, tools to tap into each chakra, whether that is. So the reason why yoga is very much linked to the chakras is because, you know, when you stretch and compress and twist and reach and bend – certain parts of the body are getting worked and like we can link it to the chakras. So like if we're talking sacral, uh, so pigeon, like mm. anything hips is very sacral. Uh, anything like that lower spinal movement is yeah, sacral. Yeah. Uh, as you said, free flow, like that. I've, I would f- I would feel like a wild thing is very yeah. sacral, like, you know, opening up and like just yeah. being quite vulnerable in the poses where like yeah. the front of the body is completely open. Yeah, yeah. Like that's very sacral. It's a it's a nice one to work through. And yeah, again, makes sense with um what is the hierarchy of needs? Like, you know, we think of like stability, which was like finances, roof over your head, safety, blah, blah, blah. And then the next one, sex. Like, you know, like we were just talking we were talking about that yeah, with base. Yeah. So it's like it makes sense why they're in that order. Oh, I don't, are you actually talking about that hierarchy yeah. of needs? I don't think it's sex is the next one though. No, but I'm, we already talked about the others in base, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. What is that called again? The hierarchy? Maslow's yeah. hierarchy I should of get needs. that up because I don't think Maslow. Sex is one of them though, right? Is it? I don't think so. <laughs> I made that up. I totally <laughs> Talking about sex, baby. And, okay, uh, I found it. So come on. Come on, Google. Maslow's pyramid. Let's see. It's funny because they're actually in the colors of the chakras here. Like, or, yeah, they are. What? Huh. Maybe they're, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is based on the, you know, guys, like, this is how, like, this we, is how research Yeah, we, we super researched. Oh, yeah. So, love, so it's red. Then there's safety is orange, the next one. Health, employment, property, family, social stability. Then it's love and belonging, intimacy, sense of connection. Mm. I mean, they're similar, but not really. Not yeah. directly related. No, they're not. But I mean, it, like, you know, intimacy is one of them. But that's yellow. Yeah, but we weren't – we're not deciding that they're linked, are we? You just said that, that was be how they're presented. <laughs> In the thir- it's the third step, so that is not directly related. No. So, guys, it's been decided that this, uh, this image that Emma Googled that Mad seems to have – No, but is it always represented like this? Yeah, in this pyramid. Is yeah. this the – Yeah. Is it always? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm pretty sure. So they've chosen the, sh- the chakra colours. Oh, wait, here. Okay. This one is like more like just one word. Physiological. So, oh. Ah. Go back. Back. Physiological, safety, love, belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. It is definitely similar to the chakra so, system. Because yeah. if we look at that top one, self-actualization, yeah. that's totally crown and third eye. And they are the colours because literally this one is red, yellow, green, blue, 
purple. orange. But then this color is, these are all different. So it's like, who knows? Anyway. Anyway, it's one on of the track. needs. Let's go to the third chakra, which is a Manipura chakra. Uh, it's your crown jewels. As it would be like the city of jewels. Uh, and that's what the, the Manipura translates to in Sanskrit. This is your solar plexus chakra, color yellow. It is just above the belly button, below the rib cage. This is your seat of power. And your inner confidence. Yeah, so it's confidence, right? So if you are a person who has low self-esteem, lacking confidence, this is your area, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you need to work on. And what do you do? You focus on core strength. Yeah, you do some Pilates. Do some Pilates. <laughs> and what does Pilates do and what does working on the core do? It helps your posture. And what happens when you feel like you're standing tall with your shoulders back? You feel confident. So, like, this is what I love about working with the chakras and because it's so interrelated with, you know, these physical things that directly impact how you feel and vice versa, right? So, like, you know, when you're feeling confident, usually usually you do roll your shoulders back and you are standing tall and being proud. Yeah. Or you work your posture and your, your core to help physically create a good posture and that creates the confidence. Yeah. It's like you could start with either either yeah. and it just happens, which is really cool. Uh, also twists, really yeah. good for money pure. Like it's like uh, that awakening that like, oh, yeah. Like, and that fires you up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a yoga class with heaps of twists, like you'll – that's tough. Firstly, that's really tough. Like <laughs> so. I'm imagining this like low – not low lunge, full lunge with like the twist. Yeah. What is that called? Twisted prayer lunge. Twisted prayer lunge. <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, we're talking about message us. Uh, that pose, gosh, it's it's quite hard. It's so tough. And then when you're sitting there and your teacher or Carla is like telling you to just breathe, oh my gosh! And then it's like then maybe you go into something else after that, and it's so tough. Or like it's like you're in a lunge, and then you step forward into a chair, and then oh. back into a lunge, and then back into a chair, and then oh, back into lunge, and then back that? into chair. Yeah, that's, that's great. Empowering. But, yeah, so it's kind of like when we're working with the chakra, we want to imagine like we're igniting a fire within us. Like that's what yeah. it's about. It's like ignition. It's the like, color yellow. Yeah, So like, and it really is just like, like getting us uh, – giving us the confidence to step forward in our lives. Mm, I like that. And I feel like, you know, yellow is a, a vibrant, happy, joy, energetic color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun. Opportunity, yeah, growth. Like, and, you know, when you are feeling confident, that is a time of growth mm-hmm. because you have the confidence to step out of your comfort zone. Less doubt. Yeah. I feel like uh, com- this, is a, this is a section of, it's a very common section that we don't focus on. I think I hear it so often with our members and with general conversations, a lack of self-esteem and a lack of confidence. So if anything you take from this, like I think work on this area. Yeah, and before we get to the next chakra, I just want to mention we do have our free beginner's guide to the chakras, which is over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash chakra c-h-a-k-r-a we'll pop the link in the show notes basically it has all of this information but in a much easier to to, to, uh digest but not as fun but definitely not as fun uh but it also has different yoga poses for each chakra it has um a mantra for each chakra the color to see it's really fun to read through basically it'll just give you a great understanding um, not a great understanding, a basic understanding of the chakras and how you can begin to use yeah, them. Yeah, and it might just, like, tickle your fancy, your curiosity, yeah. and, you know, be the stepping stone to whatever you are going to next. Exactly. So go and check it out at com forward slash chakra. C-H-A-K-R-A. But let's get to the next chakra, which is anahata, which is the heart chakra. So, yes, it is right at the center of your chest, uh, remembering Front ways, sideways, back ways, always. Mm. Like it's not just the front. And I think this is a really important thing to remember when we're working with this. A lot of the time we just focus on the front of the body. Mm. We're like, oh, I've got to open my heart. I've just got to like open my chest. Do that's back like, bend. Yeah, that's yeah. all that's got to happen. But actually that's not true. Uh, we have to work. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, we've got to work it always. Uh, heart. Oh, 
one of my favourites. It's smack bang in the middle. Yeah. So I think that's a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, you've got the three above and the three below it, and there it is right in the middle. It's the emerald green colour. Yeah. Or you might see it represented in like a pale pink. Yeah. I Green works for me. Emerald green. Emerald, yes. And I think this is why I love emerald <laughs> so much <laughs> because I think – yeah, I've used this especially through hard times where I felt heartbroken or like very sad. And I remember going to many classes and having that intention or like we specifically were concentrating on that area in the class when I was really sad. And it, you know, I had like a profound experience of maybe like a lot of crying or maybe just generally feeling a lot better. Mm-hmm. And this was I not must say it was from a lot of backbending and heart openers, you know, lying over the block or a bolster. bolster. That's such a nice thing to do. And I think as well because physically we are all sitting a lot more, shoulders are rounded, uh, we're on our phones, so it's necessarily like it's important that we, we counteract mm-hmm. that motion of going forward. So I just remember often feeling so good in a backbend like while I was also sad and felt like an emotional release, maybe crying uh, or maybe even like, oh, I feel happy, like, and hang on to that moment. You know, when you're really sad and you feel like your happiness is never coming back, I felt like that and I had moments of happiness in a pose like that in a yoga class Mm -hmm. and that's what kept me going. I think it was also during the 50-day challenge of yoga we did for ourselves and like those moments, those feelings that I felt in yoga poses were the reminders of, oh, yeah, you can feel happy, like time to leave this feeling. Like maybe you've had enough of this sad feeling now. Maybe you can go through it, like get through it, move through it. And I did that. I moved through it. How amazing is that? It's amazing. Powerful, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such an amazing story to hear. And you actually – you see it like you know when you see people and uh, again when we're, if we're thinking take doing like ancient Chinese medicine there's like two letting oh, go yeah. points like just under the collarbone and um, if we like tap on them like that is like also a letting go point and I remember you told me that and remember I was going through yeah, that and other I breakup on you and you, you I burst the other breakup <laughs> oh my. Um, <laughs> it's like we didn't realize that I would have so many breakup stories related Here's to chakras. Episode. What the hell? But I, yeah, I do think. <laughs> so you imagine. So like it's like we're holding so much on our shoulders that everything is so heavy. Like we're carrying it. I'm tapping. And so then the shoulders round forward and everything is like closing off the heart. That's so common. It's very common oh my. to close it off and put the oh put the armor on, and no, nothing can come here. And we think it's like protective mode, right? Like, and it is in a way. You've been hurt. You're you're protecting yourself. You're closing your heart. But we have to stay open. We can be smarter. We can learn from our mistakes. Maybe we can have boundaries with boundaries. Open heart. Yes, but it's keeping open. It's like a with moat. boundaries. Yes, it's having a moat, but still having an open door. Yes. But you allow what crosses the Well, moat. you hold the key, right? Yeah. So you decide. It's not having. You can let the, the, yeah, the, the, bridge, the down. bridge down. And that's that's what boundaries are, healthy boundaries. It's like letting the right people in once it feels right, not straight away maybe. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just in intimate and, you know, romantic relationships. In, it's in every relationship. It's in your work as well. Like have healthy boundaries and all these things that are big aspects of your life, even with your children, create boundaries. Like it's very necessary. We, these boundaries are necessary for a balanced uh, life. And I, I think sometimes when we have unhealthy boundaries like this is when everything can fall apart it's like the moat gets full yeah everyone's falling into the moat and then they're scrambling up the other side and like going to your castle yeah um so i was imagining like a zombie apocalypse i don't know why then ah (laughs) did you watch have you watched that movie on netflix it's like army of thieves I watched most of it, but I fell asleep. It's very good, like with the I safe know, cracking. I didn't watch that. But end. did you know it's the prequel to the Army of the Dead? Is it the actual prequel? Yes. I didn't realize because yes. I know he was a safe cracker in that movie. It's we the were prequel. trying to, but the because uh, the Army of the Dead, I started watching. It was a that, bad movie, I and thought. I was like, "What the frig is this?" Turned it off halfway through. Now I've watched the prequel. I'm like, 
maybe I'll actually really like that movie now because I understand it better. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, as if you didn't watch the end of Army of Thieves, I need then to you watch missed it. the introduction to the Army of well, the Dead. Tommy and I watched it. The fin- he finished it, and then we were like, "Is this related?" And yeah, then the he two didn't understand. Yeah. At the end. Can you hear it's that a gecko. weird tapping noise? Oh, it's a gecko. <laughs> Guys, there's a gecko yeah, somewhere. There's a gecko. Um, so just when we're talking about the heart chakra as well, like I wanted because you were saying don't close your heart, and like we're not saying we don't we don't mean like go and like meet lots of people and like do all of that. Mm. I mean like don't close your heart to what you were just talking about to allowing yourself to experience mm. the joy or the happiness that might float in. Yeah, yeah. Because when we just when it's closed, like we just don't allow any of that. Well we like, can't like, see it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when your heart is open, it's like you allow yourself to feel that. Even when you're sad. Mm. Like you are sad still. Yeah. But there's this fleeting moment of yeah. happiness or joy and you allow yourself to feel that because your heart was open. Yeah. And I think you know when you're in that closed feeling like when you're in that heartbroken feeling or like that aspect of your life because like we all have them right the ebbs and flows of life but sometimes they're they're deep and they're big and you need to stay there for a little while but I feel like it's necessarily it's important to let yourself feel that fleeting experience that glimmer of light the glimmer of gold like try and if you're not feeling it like reach out that's when you need to reach out for help I think Mm. and you know you might not be able to do it yourself and that's when you might need to talk to a friend or like book in a therapy session like we're not meant to be doing it alone I don't think I mean that's what yoga really can be can be a version of therapy (laughs) like not to replace therapy at all no 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 but it's it's you know it's it's here to help us. It's a way to help us through yeah. life and, and do life. And it's never weak to acknowledge that we need help. It's courage, it's brave, and it's being real. And it's acknowledging that we all need that help. Even the strongest person needs help. Like no one is invincible. Mm. And I guess on that note we should mention some uh, places you can get help for free, which is Beyond Blue and Lifeline if you yes. ever do need uh, assistance or help they are available and we've got the links in our in every show notes actually that we do of this mm-hmm. show um so do use those services here in australia and i'm, I'm sure there's others yeah. all over the world as well uh so let's move to the next chakra we've got three more god we're like we clearly like talking about this subject how funny is it uh, throat chakra we didn't know which is vishuddha chakra in sanskrit vishuddha i and like that that yeah if, me too vishuddha. it's a wind wind oh kind of sound like wind yeah uh so your throat so we're getting up to the high end of the body let's take a moment to realize that on uh in the human body the last three are like on the head yeah like that's cool. Like it's to notice cool. that because the you know we only yeah. had four at the whole other of the yeah, body. Yeah, wow. And now we've got three. Well, at the I top. guess these are where some of our most powerful things are: our voice, our brain, our brain, our intuition. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about throat. We already talked about this a little bit uh, when Emma was talking about when yes. she visited the naturopath and her thyroid. Uh, but it is all about speaking your truth. It's all about honesty. Uh, with the words that we say, with the words that we don't say. Uh, It's important to know that when we're thinking yogic philosophy, ahimsa comes before truth and honesty Mm. when we're we're talking yamas and niyamas. So our truth and honesty shouldn't cause violence. So kindness is more important. Is that what that means? In yogic philosophy. In yogic philosophy. And maybe not in all cases, but I think we can all remember probably a time when, I mean, we probably all do it. I know I do it. I know I probably withhold the truth out of an act of kindness. Uh, it's when it's not, in, you know, it's not yeah. important truth. Like, what What about this? Like, you have a big pimple on your face. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be like, ew, Carla, you have a really big pimple in No, it's not even that big and that's the truth. Yeah. And that's not, that's not, that's true. And I'm not... Practicing ahimsa. Yes, I'm practicing truth and honesty. It's not that big. Get over it. Uh, but you know, like, and that's probably a sh- poor example. But, it's but- a good, no, it's a it's a good example of like you know when we can we can 
we can use this in the smallest of things and yeah. the biggest of things. But yeah, I feel and the thing is you are the the judger of that. Yes. Like it is not me looking at your actions and saying you and that was unkind that yeah. truth and that honesty that you spoke mm. because maybe you needed to say it. Yeah. Like so it's very much a personal thing and of course there's always uh moments where this rule does not work yeah and we have to also remember that with all philosophies there's always going to be the yeah. what is that word that they say there's always the thing that doesn't yeah, work the whatever that term is yeah um good one guys uh i think uh something interesting like remember we met that person and he was very much like truth and honesty is the most important in everything you do and like in all things yes. and I think, like, I really like that too. Like, I think it's important, but also sometimes there's a time where it's not required and you can just be kind and that's much more better. Or you can walk away. Yeah, or you have no part in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, every situation is different. And, yeah, as you said, you're the judger. You're like, how does this feel? Like, does it feel better? Because so so here's here's like a – a place where this doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and this is me and you, I know, would do this. So someone, we see something that is happening next to us. Mm. Someone is being racist mm. to someone. Mm. Well, someone has said a racist comment. Mm. I am going to speak up and say, that's racist. You like you, that's wrong. You cannot do that. But I think that's practicing kindness and truth. Yes, and that person might get offended and take my words. Yeah, okay. As you offended me, I don't care about that. No, yeah, no. But <laughs> because- that's that's the thing. That's yeah, that's different because it's not happening to you, is it? It's like you're observing it, and it's like I feel like us ignoring that is part of the problem. Us ignoring that is not being kind. Exactly. So maybe that doesn't quite work. So what's work. a good example? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's something about infidelity. Like maybe it could oh. be like you have a best friend and you find out that their partner is cheating on them. Oh, my God, you've got Like what do you no, – I know. Well, but what do you do? <laughs> like maybe maybe it's like – You have you, to tell them. But, but or do you say to the partner, I found this out, You needed, you need to figure this out. Is it your place to say I like I'm not saying I know what I would do. I think, you know, if it was you, of course I would tell you. But like if it was someone I wasn't close to, maybe I wouldn't. Like maybe I'd be like, look, that's their stuff. Hopefully they work it out. Or maybe it's not even my place to even yeah. say anything because maybe they have an open relationship. Like that's, that's the thing. True. Like we you never know. know. Uh but I feel like that might be a common one where it's true. like, what do you do? And, yeah, maybe your friend even doesn't want to know as well. Like who bloody knows? That's a really tough one. Yeah. I think that if you know, obviously, if if you don't know that they're in an open relationship, I yeah. think I would go to the person who's cheating. I don't know them because then what if my friend then got super upset that I went to them first? Yeah, exactly. So it's and like, then they were like, you're in a pickle. Like, why wouldn't you tell me? You're in a pickle. That's a hard Stuff thing. that though. Yeah, tell me. If you find that out, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I would want to know. Yeah, I would too. So if I feel like that, then I feel like I would want to tell someone. Yeah, that's true. If it was opposite, I would want to be told. But then you could also watch that Esther Perel about infidelity and how to think differently on infidelity. But it's also not that's the – you could send it to them. But it's not a secret. What about you do this? You just send a message to both of them be like, you guys should watch this. Oh, my. (laughs) That's a terrible idea. This is like – we shouldn't be joking about this because this is like heartbreaking stuff right here. But anyway, got to add lightness to the darkness. I think are you – you – I would have to tell my friend. Also, I think nobody should cheat. You should just tell them when you think you want to yeah. cheat and then, like, work something out. Exactly. Move through it together because or break up. I know you break said up the, the Esther Pearl thing on inf- infidelity, yes, but it's up to them to work through it once they know about the infidelity, right? Yeah. So then if they don't know about the infidelity, then they can never work through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. But it's it's. I think uh, it's an interesting subject, obviously, because – like her books are all like about breeding. What's one of her books? Breeding in captivity. 
So it's all about the idea that like humans are not meant to be in these, yeah, these long-term relationships. But because it also adds so much to your life that you have to constantly choose to choose each other, choose Mm. to choose, be like whatever. Choose each other. Yeah, and it's also like um, you need to acknowledge all the work that goes into a relationship and be open when you have those feelings. Because I think probably, of course, it's a human instinct to fancy someone else. Mm. Let's be honest here. Yeah, I don't think it's not a, not a common thing. No, like you walk, you see someone you're attracted to, you think, huh, like I'm attracted to that person. <laughs> <laughs> like, But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go cheat on your partner. Yeah, and doesn't make you a bad human. No, exactly. You're allowed to do that. And, so, and, and wait, your partner is allowed to do that too. And that's why you talk about these things. I think... Uh, then it's obviously when you take that step forward of the dishonesty and when you begin creating a relationship with another person, that's when it's like, oh, like, I mean, I could never do that because, like, I would feel too guilty. I would just not have time. (laughs) I know. How do you have time? (laughs) How do you have two? That's overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Sorry. I'm I'm laughing. It's not funny, but, like, it's like when I'm thinking about it, that would be an awful situation to, yeah. to be put in. And, yeah, I'm sorry if that's ever happened to you. Yeah, I'm sorry as well if it's happened to you as well. It's like that's a very hard thing to go through, very mm-hmm. deceitful feelings of, like, being wronged. Mm-hmm. And that can be really – like, that can be, like, everlasting pain. Like, heartbreak can really hurt. And when it's, some like, a dishonest act where you feel – like, you know, you've been blindsided, mm. like that's really difficult and it's difficult to trust again after that and it's difficult to open your heart again after that. Yeah, it's not simple. Oh, my. It's not simple. There's a lot of stuff you need to go through and that's where you need all of the help from all the different modalities yeah. and whatever resonates with you. Mm. Next. <laughs> so many segues. <laughs> I know, but they're important segues because, you know, it's important for us as the – you know, we're talking about these. Like, yeah. you know, to be it's – a, it's a good practice of empathy. And also I think it's all about not being head in the clouds. Life is amazing. It's like actually the world sucks and life is shitty. Sometimes. Like, and then sometimes it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But That's really, life. Yeah. But uh, the world is actually pretty bad though as a whole, like in a bad state I would say. Yep. <laughs> Giggle. <laughs> like oh it's not good next chakra (laughs) uh so the next one is the third eye which is the space just between the eyebrows Uh, you must point to it and make sound uh so this is your seat of inner wisdom your intuition uh it's anja anja a-n-j-a i always like find it hard to say that one uh Colour is indigo. Oh, I really like that colour. And I imagine like a bright jacaranda. Really, it's like, it's yes, jacaranda colour. It's color. jacaranda flower colour and it's coming out of your third eye like it's all powerful. And it's, I mean, like we didn't even talk about this for, through the whole thing, that sound and mantra, you know, like om. This is mm-hmm. this, this is, is the om. Well, the bija mantra, so the bija is seed. So basically when we when we talk about a bija mantra, it's like the first vibration of the chakra. Uh, and om is said to be the sound of the universe being created. Om. It's so cool. Uh, om is actually your third eye and your crown. Oh, the last two. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so third eye is... What is our third eye? What is it? Enlightenment? So like, oh, wait, is that crown? No, that's crown. It's all like intuition. intuition. Okay. So like your heart, like your inner wisdom, like your ah. inner knowing. And so often we shut our eyes down to our inner wisdom, right? Your because third eye. We, you shut your yeah. third eye. So we are, we're focusing external what we're seeing with our two eyes and we don't listen to our third eye, the inner knowing, the gut feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I always find that... I like to connect third eye to heart. Like I feel like there's like a connection there and like it's almost like when I do a meditation with third eye, I'd almost want to like breathe in through the third eye and down to the heart and then out Mm. through the heart and it's like this cycle. Mm, That's nice. Because 
everyone feels their intuition in a different place in the body. Yeah. Some people feel it like in their head, I I would think. But yeah. some people think feel it as a thought or like yeah. as a like a vision almost. Like yeah. they see true, something. True, true. Um I feel it mostly in my heart. And my then others are feeling others in their gut, in their gut, stomach, in their belly. Yeah. So it really is an individual kind of feeling of what you, like intuition is. Yeah, like it's not really something you can, you can't draw a picture of it. Yeah, wow. It's this guidance that is within you. It's this. Really, it's like your. It could almost be. Your, like your higher conscious. Yeah. The self. Yeah. It could be that. The soul. Yeah. Uh, and yoga poses are a lot of balancing poses. Because you need your third eye to balance. Like, yeah. To focus on that one point. Yeah. One pointed focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like uh, eagle pose, uh, warrior three is a good one. Dancer's pose. That's definitely third eye. It's also quite expressive as well, mm. I would say, like intuition. And it's just psychic ability, right, some Mm -hmm. would say. So that's why I think it's quite attractive if you're into going into this world firstly. You're like, ooh, third eye, psychic. And that's why, like, I'm going to say, like, be really stereotypical. Like, lots of young women get into this yoga thing and they're like, you know, like, I put my hand up. I've been in that category. Me. Uh, And, you know, you start – I should also say white westerner yoga girl uh you you dive into this first because you want to be psychic or you want mm-hmm. to have like a higher knowing a higher yeah and it's kind of like now I look at that and I'm like oh my gosh like the other chakras are so much more important like <laughs> I don't want to know that stuff literally I just want to live in reality and be connected to the truth yes um and not like you know the like not the truth ether. of the ether like whatever I just want to have what's around me and l- truly live and be present like that's more important to me now in with a sense of groundedness and focus and help whatever is actually happening around yeah. me not just myself I feel yeah. like sometimes you know that third eye and that you know that top end is quite um self-absorbed sometimes that might be wrong and this is just me like chatting like I don't even know but it's like you know the other you know, focuses feel more community. Worldly. Yeah, worldly, togetherness. Yeah. That could be I know, I think I understand. I think Mm. I understand that and how it can be like that because, yeah, intuition is all like what what do I feel? Mm. Like me. Yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah, whereas like it's not like a – it's not a united intuition. Yeah, true. Whereas like – yeah, so it's interesting. That's an interesting take. I've never really thought about that. I like like that. Me (laughs) either. But I think it also – I – think it's interesting that when we first started or I guess more so diving into yoga like the second round of diving into yoga within our lives it was very much like we want to like have an experience yeah like Like, take us to another planet yeah Uh, and that never happened for me like I've 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 had like moments in shavasana where like yeah I felt like wow but like I've never gone to another planet. I think I just fell asleep and woke up like <laughs> boom. And you're, I, like, you're like I went. Somewhere. No, but I also I've no I've never had an experience like that. But I've talked to many people who talk about that, and I must say like I was always intrigued, but I also was mm. like you know I just feel so good when I move in mm. yoga, and I feel so good after meditation, yes. and that's what I truly that's connected enough. to. Yeah, like I didn't need any more. I didn't need the transcendentalness and whatever. I would just get really annoyed when people would talk about their experience and not actually tell me what it was. <laughs> You're like, is it real? So like a lot of. <laughs> Things I've, like, listened to or seminars I've been to, it's like I hear from this meditation guru and they're telling me about this experience they had in a cave and I want to know about the experience. What are you talking about? And they say, oh, I just can't tell you. Did that actually, who's that? I don't yeah, even know. Name names. This is rude. But, uh, oh, my. I just think it's like, well, tell me after. it's like, well, what? was the experience and like well that's the thing as well there's a lot lot of charlatans out there yeah. and of course this world is like metaphysical right so this world <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like this world is like in the quantum physics or like in the unknown we don't know oh, that other world. so like yeah. there, there's also like let's just know and acknowledge that there's good and evil in everything. Yeah. So, of course, there's going to be people who are just out to make money. True. Like there is in every – it's not just this industry. Every, every industry, industry has that. True. 
every industry has someone who's authentic and real and just coming from a, from a good place and then every industry has the person who actually is just trying to make a quick buck mm. or make money and uh, help themselves. Mm. Well, look at that Belle Gibson who lied Holy about moly. having brain cancer. I can't believe she did that. Yeah, and that was like so many, so many followers, so much money made. And people, I'm Apple sure, have put done- her on their – Apple put her on their app, ho- like as a home app. So when you bought an iPhone, her app was on there already. So, like, let's just know, like, that's how good people are at lying and being dishonest because they even fooled Apple. Well, not even possible. Well, well, it's like that movie we watched the other night, both of us at separate times, that uh, English movie. Oh, like official, Nile, secret. official, official secrets. secrets. And it's just been uploaded to Netflix Australia, so obviously we're all watching it. And, I mean, it's about the lies that the government um, made for to get the war happening, weapons of mass destruction. Like, that's terrible, and I think it makes you bring up so many questions. And, I mean, this is why we have many conspiracy theories, and, you know, I'm not one to dive deep into conspiracy theories at all, neither is Carla. But, you know, when there's official documentary, you know, and movies about these things that have happened in the past, it makes you question, well, that's still happening now. Mm. And to be honest with our government even, it's like I don't believe anything anymore. Mm. And that's like horrible. That's a horrible feeling, right, to feel like you just don't trust anyone or believe anyone. Well, that's how, how I feel. how can we trust the government when, like, what they're doing with climate change? They're not yeah. doing anything. and. Like, climate change has been proven again and again and again that it is a real thing. I literally, like, I can't, I don't, I can't even speak about this because it's really upsetting. Like, like, what's going on in Australia right now? I mean, it's worldwide news as well. So whether you're watching from listening from overseas or here, like, we all know what Australia is saying. They're not committing to helping climate change until... 2050. Well, they are... But they're not. Yeah, it's all BS, really. Like, what they're saying is BS. And, I mean, like, they're waiting for the future technologies. So let's just wait. It's like, hang on a minute. Why don't we do what we can now Mm. and work on future technologies? Because all they care about is making money because we're dependent on resources for our economy. Well, maybe if you put some resources somewhere else, we could grow the economy in other places. Silly. Isn't it simple? Vote one, Emma. Yeah, vote one, me. (laughs) Not really. I'd be terrible. (laughs) I would just cry. Honestly. Like, honestly, I'd get up on stage and someone would be mean to me. (sighs) Yeah. Look, it's a tough job, but you shouldn't lie. And that's what he's been busted lying. Mm. And and wait, even, even past prime ministers have spoken out about him. And they're liberals. So our current prime minister is liberal. So even the past liberal prime ministers and one labor have spoken against him like what the yeah, i think we insane. have a problem right yeah i'm so confused shall we move to the final chakra yes <laughs> i love how we've like really covered a lot of ground in this topic in this podcast so the final chakra is the only <laughs> chakra in this system that lies outside of the body and so it, al- it it is above the head above the crown of the head about a palms height above the head and it is your crown chakra. i'm touching my crown chakra and it is sahasrara chakra in sanskrit and it's it's represented by a thousand petaled mm, lotus i love this and it's the idea that you have this floating lotus above your head and it's like this blossoming and it it, it blossoms and it it is your connection to, to the divine or your connection to some higher power that isn't you, mm. right? It's this idea that we – there's it's this idea that there's a level of non-control in this life, which is true. Like we cannot control everything. It's this idea that, you know, we do everything we can but there's always destiny, there's always fate, there's always – a level of like we don't really know what's going to happen of course yeah and that's what that higher kind of power is it's that connection to that source energy mm. universe god it's god if you're mm. religious that's mm. your god it's also like yeah where the life force enters so like your primary yeah. energy enters the crown of the head and goes into all of it creeks and corners yeah. and crevices of the body yeah i th- and it's a white light yeah 
So it's, and this is, I guess, like, although what we were saying before, like, this is the connection, the unity, right? Does it, because do we all connect through this? Yeah. Like, kind of thing, I guess. Well, like, it's like almost like, so my crown chakra is connecting to the same yeah. high powers. Yeah. Like, it's like. We're plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> what the? I'm also plugged into the earth. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that idea of like, there's this groundedness below us, this expansiveness above us, and then there's just us floating in the middle of it all yeah wow going but we're through, all like, connected we're mm. all unified somehow yeah and so a lot of the time crown chakra is like an opening of your crown but it's also a balancing of all other chakras so often wow. when you like uh will work with the crown and in all my yoga classes where we do crown we'll do a lot of cleansing of shushumna nadi which i didn't mention when i should have um shushumna nadi is like the biggest or i guess the strongest energy line within the body it runs up and down the spine and that's why the chakras are along the spine it's like and it's a nervous it's system a nervous system yeah like yeah. the spine <laughs> yeah. the fluid in the spine exactly or yeah so um when we work with the crown we'll also also often cleanse and balance shushumna so it's lots of like bringing energy up I'm bringing energy so down. So, like, Tai Chi style yeah. movements. Yeah. They're, like, my And twisting favorite. and lateral. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Bending of the spine mm-hmm. in all ways. So very cool. I really enjoyed this topic so much. Like, I think it's it's a fun way to look at life and what's happening in your life and also the world in general. Like, obviously, it kind of awaked, awoken many topics, mm. which is really cool to even notice that, that, you know, this discussion about this has awoken many other conversations about the world and news and our lives. That just makes so much sense. It does, doesn't it? Because so it's like, you know, when we have blockages, it's we're closing off to life. But when we have these balanced energies or these working energies, spinning energies, everything's open. We're taking more notice of what's going around us as well. Mm -hmm. Like we have a much better sense of self-awareness and also – what's going on in the world we're not turning blind eyes to what's bad you know we're not we're not we're calling out when we see something wrong we're saying saying it instead of holding our words in which is like that's what we all need to do right when we see something bad happening we need to be vocal about it in if if it's safe to do so yeah. I'll also add that that's also more important to yeah. be safe like don't get yourself into trouble yeah but yeah, it's very interesting. Well, that was an hour chat. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that was fun. If uh, you made it this long, well done. Yeah, you like, trooper. Uh, <laughs> did you like tell us what you think? <laughs> yeah, le- get back to us. Maybe you listen to it in two parts. Maybe it should be a two-part series. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Message us or email us. We always love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. Yeah, and remember to download your ebook. We'll add a link into the show notes as well. TheMerrymakerSisters.com forward slash chakra. C-H-A-K-R. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.